up, people? Welcome back to the BCMA Podcast. That's the Black Clover Martial Arts Podcast. It's your boy, Lucky from Lucky's Muay Thai. And this is episode number 47. And it's way behind schedule. There was a lot of things that happened. Um, let's go back a little bit. So two weeks ago, we competed. When I say we, three of the guys from the gym fought in a PKB, which is basically just um, a way to get their feet wet in competition, doing Muay Thai or kickboxing. They do MMA as well, I believe. Um, and I fought in a jiu-jitsu tournament, uh, the Arte Suave, which was pretty cool. Um, I came away with a silver medal, which is always nice. I'll add that to a collection of medals. I haven't competed in almost four years, so it's been, it was kind of nuts. I was super nervous, um, but all that stuff's for another day. Um, the guys did pretty well. Um, shout out to them, Ochoa, um, Makar, Broccoli, um, Jacob and Keanu did a fantastic job coaching. I watched the fights. And I had some mixed opinions on how things were judged and what happened. I thought the guys did really well. I'm super proud. Um, and also in my tournament, I had some interesting views on what happened with the refereeing and judging. I've come to the conclusion over all these years of watching fights, I've judged fights, that on the lower levels when, let's say, commissions aren't involved maybe to an extent, that relationships with bigger gyms and referees and judges can definitely determine the outcome of uh, fights in tournaments. This, I think, has a lot to do with size of gym um, as well as, you know, competitiveness to some extent, right? So a larger gym will have more competitors. Obviously, if the competitors are doing well, if they're starting, if they're winning, that's fantastic. That's, you know, obviously they, they work really hard to build the gym, to do all those things. Um, smaller gyms though, what I've noticed is that they don't get a lot of the, uh, leeway, so to speak, as a larger gym would. Um, this makes sense because referees and judges will have seen fighters, coaches, uh, members of the gym, the larger gym, t-shirts, logos, affiliations, uh, family, friends, all everybody's wearing their t-shirts. Um, people are screaming at the top of their lungs for their uh, fighter or friend. Um, this, I, as much as we don't want to believe it, I guess to some extent, it definitely uh, persuades judging and refereeing, especially at the lower levels where there isn't anybody to hold anyone accountable. A lot of times in jiu-jitsu tournaments and also PKBs, it is... Um, I'm sure this happens in Taekwondo as well, but it's a little bit more well organized that even at the lower levels, there are people sitting around and they go that guy or that guy and in jujitsu tournaments, um, there can be no score and the person refereeing can simply go, I think this guy won. Um, and it can be just based on nothing. And sometimes it can be based on how many competitors this referee or judge has seen from this same gym all day. How many times have they smiled, shaken the coach's hand, shaken the competitor's hand, seen that logo, seen them bringing people being, you know, obviously nothing in uh, terrible happening, just power of persuasion, um, you know, subconsciously. Because it's definitely can be seen these smiles, these handshakes, these, hey, you know, see you next match kind of things. And they can persuade people. But that's for another uh, podcast. We'll talk about what you can do in competition to make yourself um, 
give yourself a better advantage to win, a better opportunity. And I think that has to do with a lot of different things, but we'll cover that maybe next podcast. Um, definitely getting more people involved in what you're doing helps. Definitely helps. I've watched some Muay Thai teams come in with, you know, 30 some odd people with them and just their presence alone can definitely um, persuade people to go their way in an instance where it was a 50-50 situation. All right. Um, if you like the show, tip the like, hit the subscribe button, uh, tell a friend, uh, drop us a line at www.luckysmt.com if you want to check out the gym. It's been getting full and busy and we love it. Uh, if you want to drop me a line on the show, you can do that below. If you're on YouTube, on any of the platforms that's listening to this podcast, please drop us a comment. Uh, also at Lucky's Muay Thai on Instagram. If you want to hit me up directly, we can chat. Um, I have plenty of answers for all your questions. Uh, looking forward to hearing from you. www.luckysmt.com. Come check out the gym. Unfortunately, we have to cover something that, you know, I, like I said, I wasn't able to get the podcast out, so I'm kind of reshooting it now. Um, some untimely deaths and what they might mean, um, especially in this new era. Uh, we lost an 18-year-old, Jeanette Zapata, in boxing. She was previously knocked out in a match, I think, in May. And she didn't come out, I think, in the fourth round and ended up dying, right? I talk about this all the time because it affects me. I don't know why, but I'm very sensitive to people that get injured horrifically like this in the ring. It happens way too much and way more than people won't uh, realize. And I think it's interesting because in this new era of fighting, I don't even know. I think, you know, you have the YouTubers fighting, you have celebrities fighting. Everybody's a freaking fighter. You know, every street corner's got an MMA gym now. There's jiu-jitsu gyms, every, like everybody's everybody's a fighter. Uh, we just watched Evander Holyfield with his old ass get knocked out by Vitor Belfort in a fight that should not have happened. Somebody is going to get seriously injured. Somebody might even, you know, have something happen to them that's uh, irreversible. Um, it is not a game. I don't know. I, I think... Allowing the entertainment aspect to become the forefront of the arts is the mistake, right? The entertainment is the art, right? It's the boxing, it's the wrestling, it's the Muay Thai, it's the kickboxing, it's the Taekwondo, it's the Judo, it's the MMA. That is the actual entertainment. What's happening now is everyone believes because they can entertain people that they can now fight. But it's it's the reverse of that, right? People go watch boxing matches because they want to see boxing. At least they should. You know, this new popularity that's happening with listen, I'm not I'm all down for everybody. Get your bag as they say. But for us as people that are involved in this culture, I don't know if it's helping. Because legitimately, people are people die in the ring. People really, really do. And this encouragement of like, anybody can do this, has everybody attempting to do this. Um, I think everybody should take a real close look at what you're putting on as entertainment and what you're, who you're choosing to allow 
to compete in these the events. Uh, because for us, it's real. I have to worry every time somebody goes out there under Lucky's Muay Thai banner, whether or not they're going to be injured, hurt, I have to pull them out, I have to call their parents, whatever the situation is. It's not a joke to me, you know? Obviously, people putting in work and all that, I, you know, I know, but it, you can't do this overnight. But I, people are out there letting people fight with, you know, problems that they've had, physical problems, mental problems, all sorts of things without any, you know, repercussion for people putting these people out there. Holyfield should not be fighting. Riddick Bo should not be fighting. You know, like all these. The, it, all right. I'm going to let the, I'm going to just get out of this. All right. Um. We lost Michael K. Williams. We lost Fuquan Johnson. We, we, we lost some people to fentanyl, drug addiction, these problems. Listen, man, it, it's, we have to take care of each other. It's that simple. You know, we have to be more than what we've been. We can't just be the place, the soft place to land for people that have addiction. We actually have to try to do something to help further than, than we've done. It's not, a, it's just, it's not a question. You know, there's too many things going on. Too many people got their hands dipping in pots and mixing things up. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a very unfortunate time for people out there that are drug addicted because there are things like fentanyl going around that are actually killing people uh, with the smallest amount. So take care of your friends and family, love each other. You know, I've seen a lot of posts about people that have, that have committed suicide. Like really, man. We have to really start to love each other a little more. And that's all I have to say about that. Some untimely deaths and what they meant, that's what they mean to me. Learn to love each other a little bit more. If somebody's fighting, make sure they, you know, if they're in your family, hey man, what's your team like? Tell me about them. If they're close to you, make sure you have people around you that love you. Um, if the people around you don't love you, if, if it's negative all the time, get out of that situation, man. It's not meant for you. All right, much love. Love each other. All right, I guess we should talk um, Robbie Lawler, Nick Diaz. This has to be UFC 266, I'm guessing, of course. Um, when they initially fought, Nick was the underdog. Robbie was smashing people. Obviously, this was it was never expected that Nick Diaz was going to KO Robbie Lawler, being the beast that Robbie Lawler is. But when the bell rang, Nick went and got in his face, shouted out Stockton, um, pressed him and made him fight and Robbie answered that but Nick was just a little bit cleaner you know he was a little bit more prepared because he was pushing this thing and he was able to deflect a lot of Robbie's blows and and then get in his face and what's up now and you know all this stuff and I think it threw Robbie a little bit off his game and Nick was able to connect while he was going backwards I think with like a jab caught him directly on the chin put him to sleep and as a longtime MMA fan, I have been waiting for this. Not just the Robbie Lawler, Nick Diaz rematch, which has been something that seriously has been on my mind for a long time, but also the return of Nick Diaz. This man is one of the one of my all-time favorite fighters because he came from an era where guys fought like they fought. It wasn't an entertainment era. The entertainment, again, was the freaking fight. And any any entertainment that came was natural. Um, the things that Nate says said on the microphone and Nick says on the microphone, those people that have a 
you know, not their charisma that they're not trying to portray, it feels better to me. I have to be honest and say that, you know, some people can, you know, talk a good game. I love that. A little smart remarks, some good comments, get a giggle out of the crowd, so to speak, make people more interested. But that's not everyone. And we, you know, literally people right now are in their mirrors. They're writing out their script, practicing their, this is what I'm going to say um, when I win. Because for them, their entertainment is more important. You know, listen, it used to be I'd see the coaches right after the fights whispering to their fighters here. Most of the time, I'm, I'm, I'm sure making sure they mention sponsors, you know, telling them things they need to make sure they say, right, who to thank. Because fighters are in a, in a different world when they're out there. The adrenaline's going and all that. Um, Nick is everything, man. He's everything that you want a, a fighter to be. And they ask him where he wants, where, you know, how he feels in this side. Yo, I'm just ready to go home and eat and chill. Like he's not, it's not this entertainment thing, man. He just went out there and fought. He got his money, you know, and he's ready to go kick back with his family, the people that he really loves. To me, yo, that's, that's what's up. And if a little bit of toughness comes out or whatever, it is what it is. That's, that is a natural thing that happens. It's not something, like I said, that was written down and practiced in the mirror. So shout out to Nick on his return. They try to always hold that man down. I'm glad he's back. Um, looking forward to the fight. Uh, obviously, Robbie Lawler's been very busy. Um, he's had a lot of ups, very little downs. And um, this is going to be a solid, solid fight. So I'm stoked for it. Uh, I guess on the heels of that, we should talk about what one championship just announced. December 5th, headlining the card is going to be Demetrius Johnson and Rod Tang, and they're going to be fighting a mixed rules four-round fight. First round Muay Thai, second round MMA, third round Muay Thai, fourth round MMA. It's a lot like old, some old pride rules, some old stuff that, you know, if you've been around watching these fights long enough, you've seen some mixed rules fights where there's been, you know, stand-up in one round, MMA in another round, and a lot of other things in between. I cannot even begin to tell you how, I almost have to, I can't even, it's a mixed rules fight, four rounds, first round Muay Thai, second round MMA, third round Muay Thai, fourth round MMA, ah, I can't, yo, I'm, I know where I, what I'm going to be doing. There's some other fights on that too. Uh, Bibiano Fernandez is fighting John Lineker. Um, and I believe uh, Gary Tonin's on that. And he's fighting Dan Lee. <sighs> Yo. One championship is... If nothing else, they're doing other things. You know, if nothing else. You don't have to like them, but they're definitely doing other things. By the way, this mixed fighting rules per round. I thought this was going to come a long time ago. I don't know what has taken everybody so long to do this. Anyway, that being said, um, Empower was just a card that just passed and it was an all-women's card and it was amazing, yo. They had Jackie Buntan on that card. Um, uh, Anissa Mixon beat the crap out of somebody. Um, there was just a ton of good fighters. This Indian fighter, Ritu, Ritu Fogat, I know I'm saying that wrong, but she put 
a Khabib lesson on some woman. Stan Fairtex had a rematch with Alanya. Uh, if you saw that fight the first time, Alanya caught Stamp at like 10 seconds left. Stamp tapped, claimed she didn't tap, but lost. So they had a rematch. Stamp basically controlled the fight throughout. It was a great fight, and that was that. As I said, one championship, whether you like them or don't like them, for whatever reasons that may be, um, they at least are doing something different, and they give us a different view of what MMA can be and what Muay Thai can be and what combat sports can be in general. I have to salute them for that because nobody else is doing anything different. Everybody's basically doing the same thing. Um, I, except for, you know, what is it? Uh, they're, they're doing the $1 million of the league. I, I mean, I love this stuff. That kind of stuff is cool. But I do like one championship. I think they're changing the game a little bit. And for me, it's way more interesting and way more exciting when the rules change a little bit, when there's just a little added spice. So, yo, go and make sure you see the Empower. You can go watch that on YouTube, I think. And then get ready for December 5th. They have another show coming up this weekend. I'm not sure what it's called. Revolution, I think. But, yo, this Demetrius Johnson versus Rod Tang fight, if you've never seen Rod Tang fight, go watch. Go look up. Go look him up on YouTube. Rod Tang. R-O-D-T-A-N-G. Just like it sounds. Get ready. All right. If you like the show, keep the like, hit the subscribe. I know this one was kind of all over the place, but it was a long couple of weeks. Also, I didn't mention this, but like I messed up my rib really bad. Like I heard it in the tournament, but I went back to train on that next Monday and I kind of wasn't going super hard or anything, but I twisted at one point and it pop, pop, pop. And it was kind of poking out. It was weird. Um, so I got treated for that. That was another thing that kind of held this, this episode back, but we we're back on track. I hope you enjoyed it. I know it was a little bit of, you know, pasted stuff because I had a lot of information to give. Uh, check out Nick and Robbie this weekend. Make sure you go back and check out One Championship. Check us out at the gym, www.luckysmt.com, at Lucky's Muay Thai on Instagram. Um, if we don't see you at the gym, we'll see you online. Much love. Peace. I'm out. I'm out.